Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. All right, you guys ready for the word? All right, how about truths that can set you completely free in life? That's what I like. We're going to talk about how to overcome temptation, tests, and trials. Anybody want to know how to, how to overcome? How to overcome temptation? How to overcome a test? How to overcome a trial? Now, what makes my job simpler is, is those three words are the same Greek word. That makes it easy, doesn't it? So if you're thinking I need to teach on temptations and then teach on trials and teach on testings, no, I don't. They're the exact same word, and it's just on the discretion of the person that translated it to use a different name. But they're the same meaning, the same thing. So that means that if you're talking about tests, being tested, you're actually talking about temptation. But what happens is when you change the word test into temptation, even you define it differently. But on a test, we have, this is what I hear all the time. We have people that because of religion, because of lack of knowledge of the word, they say, God is testing me. You're actually saying because you're using a term in scripture, God is tempting me. But see, they don't know that. They just believe because of the works mindset of religion or the legalism of it, that God somehow is out there just trying to really screw you over to make sure you really love him. And that's not true. And that's not the Bible. So what we're going to do is we're going to use the Bible this morning. Amen. Like we always do. And we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to see this in the word and realize that God is wanting us to have truth, not man's opinion, not not a denominational belief or things like that. We want truth because only truth can set you free. All right. Now, in the word, know, knowing, to know, learn, or learning is written in the New Testament over 500 times. So what does that tell you? See, it tells me that God wants me to understand something. If he's going to put it in there so much, use that word so much, wouldn't you guys agree that it's something that we need to look at and say, you know what, I need to be learning something, amen? And I need to learn to understand. Guess what? That is a natural principle of life. Because every person born on this planet has to learn. Every person born on this planet has to grow in learning, correct? Okay, that's a natural principle because it's tied to a spiritual truth. So what is our responsibility as being born again in the kingdom of God? To come to know, to have knowledge, understanding. So when the Bible says knowing this or you have known, it's, it's making it clear that we have to learn. So we don't come to church to, you know, get God off our back. We don't come to church to put a little brownie button, you know, a little button that says, hey, I went to church today. Instead of I voted today, I went to church today. And make ourselves, pat ourselves on the back, I was at church. Listen, coming here doesn't mean anything. Receiving here does. 
coming, does it? Well, yeah, I guess you have to come to receive, right? Unless you're watching live stream. But the point of the matter is, is just being here, I mean, that's the, the, the first step, but you have to do something with the being, amen? And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at what does the Bible tell us? What does the Bible teach us? Because we all are tempted. We all have, quote, a testing. We all have trials. Again, same word, same word in the Greek. And so when you're looking at this, you're thinking, okay, I am having this stuff. It's out there. How do I have victory over it? Or can I have victory over it? Can I overcome because the Bible says I'm going to be tempted. Didn't Jesus say that? And so in that, we understand, we know that this is going to come our way. My thing is, is how do you have victory over anything that attacks you? I need to understand before it does. In the midst of it, it's hard to figure this stuff out. In the midst of temptation, and in the midst of a trial, you're in this place of, help me, Jesus, but the Bible's saying, I need you to know. I need you to understand so that when the temptation comes, you will have victory. When the devil tempted Jesus, everybody say tempted Jesus. Does that, that, now make that clear in your head. Tempted Jesus. Jesus was tempted. All right? Now, pay attention because that's important to no, not because Jesus was tempted, but because who Jesus is and what he never did. And what did Jesus never do? Sin. Was he tempted? So the temptation is not sin. See, these are important facts because what happens is, is what we do is we end up the temptation becomes something we enter into. And then that entering into the temptation becomes sin. So the temptation in the beginning is what it is. It's a temptation. So what we need to do is recognize, because I don't know about you, but it's like when you fail or establish failure, it's like, I've already failed. I've already failed. So it's difficult to come out of that because you've already assumed I lost already. So I might, I, might, I might finish strong in the bad. Amen. And we don't want that, but that's, that's the case. What happens? I want us free. I want us living a life of freedom and have the ability to say no with power. Not say no because that's the cool thing to say, but say no with power. Now, how, what, what would give you power in the ability to say no? Knowledge, understanding. Everybody can say, say no to drinking, say no to drugs, say no to porn, say no. We can all say, say no, say no, say no. But if you don't have an understanding in here, most of the time you can go be saying yes. So what we want to do is we want to get to the place where we're strong in faith, our belief, and when it does come, and it will come, we will have victory. We will overcome. Are you ready for this? All right. So the Greek word um, temptation, test, or trial in, in the scripture is pirasmas, pirasmas. And it's from the word parazo, and that means to try, test, tempt. 
in the, in the root, it's a piercing. It's something that pierces. And so when you start seeing this, that's what this word literally means is it's this, this place of pulling you to pierce you. It's like a magnet. It's something that is pulling you and it lures you in your mind. It can lure you in hunger. It can lure you in these natural sensations in your soul, in your body. Can anybody in here give me an amen that you could be tempted with some types of food? Yeah, I knew you'd get loud on that. If I said sexual sin, everybody would be. All right. If I said pornography, everybody would be. But when I talk food, we all clear on that. Yeah, I got a stinking cherry pie that's just been sitting there for two days. And every time I go back, it knows me. It knows my mental name, Daniel Charles. And I have to keep fighting that temptation. It's something where it's crazy, where I know I don't want the effects of the cherry pie, but my gosh, I don't know what, is it still in our house? Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes like Pastor Lau's testing me or something. <laughs> no, actually, she's failing the test a couple times. But we do. We, we do fail. I mean, I can name different things that I have failed the test, trial, temptation. Don't change it. Don't change the, the meaning into a different understanding. It's the same word. Same word. So what it means is, is that when you look at it, there's the same purpose in it. Because see, if you say, we'll see the scripture where it says, God tempts no one. And we can go, yes, amen. But if you, the word is test in the Greek. But if I say God tests no one, most people are going to go, well, I, I don't know. He tests me. He tests. Why would you do that? Because religion, you were taught wrong. You've been listening to the wrong YouTube channel. Not love life. You've been listening to some others. Oh, they do it all the time. They love to talk about testing. But they don't talk about the Greek word and the scripture of that word. Same word, tempt, test, and trial. Y'all with me? All right, here we go. Now, let's get this out of the way in James 1.13. Ready? Let no one say when he is tempted, tested, or tried. Same Greek word, right? Let no one say when he is tempted, tested, or tried, I am tempted, tested, tried by God. Let no one say it. I know you guys have heard people say it on TV, on the radio, on YouTube, Instagram, and they talk this way. What did God's word say? Let no one say. How, why do they get away with it? Because they don't know the scripture. That's what it comes down to. When you know the word, the word sets free. So when you look at this, you go, okay, let no one say I'm tested, tempted, or God. For God cannot be tempted, tested, or tried by evil. God can't be. It's impossible. Nor does he himself tempt, test, or try anyone. Do we believe God's word or not? Are we going to believe, you know, Apostle Skippy? Because he has, you know, 500 followers on YouTube. What are you going to do? Are you going to keep listening to people that don't have a clue what they're talking about? Or are you going to listen to what the Word of God says? I'm going to listen to what God's Word says. 
God's word tells me that God is not in the business of temptation. God is not in the business of trials. God is not in the business of uh, testing. Now, what you need to understand is that's out there. It's out there. Now, since it's out there, God knows it's out there, and he knows that it is something that is going to come at you. But he's not blocking it from coming at you. Why? He'd have to get rid of the world. Are you guys hearing this? Because you all know there's different levels of temptation. Everybody in here, there's temptations that are acceptable in your life. But they're still the same thing, they're temptation. Their temptations are tempting you to do something you know is not good, something you know it's not good for you, right? Anybody in there understand this? You guys get this. So, but then there's other temptations you don't want no one to know about. Am I speaking truth, men? Okay. There's other temptations where they're private. Why? Because you'd be embarrassed. Isn't that true? embarrassment, or you'd feel other things about whatever that temptation is. Why would you? Because you're failing in the temptation. Now, if you're winning over it, you'd be going, heck yeah, I was tempted over this and I won. I was tempted about this. I was tempted to watch this. I was tempted to see this, but I didn't do it. I won. So we talk that we can talk that way, but winning's far and few between in most people's lives. So we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to say that. And I get it. So how about we just get the understanding of how to have victory over it and win over it, and then we don't have to deal with it anymore. Just throw it away, wash it away, walk free from it like you've never done it before. Amen? And then if someone ever comes up to you and says, hey, I have a problem in this. I have a problem with porn. I have a problem with, with, with whatever. You're able to go, been there, done that, but I have victory been there, done that, but I have victory. See, this is what we need. We need victory in the lives of people. Why? Because we need one another to see one another, and I'll show you this, in their wins. You know what we hear most of the time? The losses. We like to brag about the losses. We like to talk about the losses. We like to tweet about the losses. It brings more story, more people in. I've noticed some YouTube people love to talk about it, to, and, it and I've seen this a few times in, in, in a few things that I've watched where they love to talk about the dealing in their emotions over loneliness or over this. And it's amazing how many people just crush to hear this kind of stuff. And it's like, dude, get out of it, quit it. But everybody loves the pity party, a pity and it's so crazy how this world, it's like we're losing the true picture of what it means to even live life correctly. Because nothing in those type of actions are going to produce health or success for your life. It's a downward spiral. And I'm not saying we don't care for people. What I'm saying is, is people know how to get views. People know how to get people tugged in their emotions, and they run with it. It's so weird, but we need to be people that have more positives than negatives in life. Wouldn't you agree? 
I want it. I want more positives than negatives. Why? Well, first of all, I'm a child of God. Should not my family be operating this way? Should we not be representing correctly? I just don't see God's family just living, losing lives. We should be operating in the highest level of success. Success in our families, success in marriages, success in relationships, success in jobs, success. Success in our lives. So that people can really look at our lives and go, man, there's some light going on in there. Man, you are salty the good way. Amen? You play video games, salty people aren't someone you really brag about. And you might be thinking, what is he talking about? Don't worry about it. Moving right along. All right. So God doesn't tempt anyone. Amen? 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man, common to people. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of an escape that you may be able to bear it. That's pretty powerful scriptures there, is it not? Well, let's break it down. Let's get this thing in a place where we're going, wow, this has some deep meaning to it. Instead of just reading, let's go into a, a, a lot of the revelation or the illumination of the language that they use in the scripture. And it really breaks it into something more creative, I believe, and be able to receive something. Now, I don't do this because I want you to look at me and go, man, how intellectual he is. He's so special. I do it because it enlightens me. And it really gets me this view that I want you to have. I want you to have scripture where this is, it just, it's life. It's living in you because it isn't just something off the page. It's become something that, like Jesus said, I have food you don't know anything about. He partakes of God's word. That was something very difficult for me to understand years and years ago. And once I realized what that meant, as far as me personally, it really helped me grasp God's word in a quicker way. Because what happened is, is as you take food in, you chew that food. You receive that food, and as you chew that food, you ex experience it in your body, but it doesn't happen overnight. There's this process of the nutrients getting broken down. Things are happening. And so what I've learned is just reading a scripture is not eating scripture, but meditation on the scripture. And meditating means I get something that, that is relevant so I'm not just reading something. It becomes something that's broken down in a way where it is relevant to my life. So just to help you on that, we're going to do that, okay? It says, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation, test, or trial, same word, right, has overtaken you. Has what? Overtaken you. Lambano means it hasn't seized you or grabbed hold of you. It, it, no temptation has overtaken you except, watch this, no temptation has grabbed hold of you and seized you. Now, this is, this is what we're focused on most of the time. But follow through with the scripture. No temptation has grabbed hold of you, seized you, except, okay, so that means, wait a minute, 
the temptation that is trials, the testing that has grabbed hold of me and seized me, is this one because it says the only one that has done it is this one. No temptation has overtaken you except no temptation has grabbed hold of me and, and, and seized me except what is common to man. What? Common to man means normal for humanity. What? You don't know the temptation. No one's gone through the temptation I've gone through. No one's been tested like me. Uh, scripture makes it clear that that's not true. Scripture's telling you this. Every single temptation, every single trial, every single test that you deal with is common to people. What does that mean? It means quit making it uncommon. You're empowering it. Start realizing, wait a minute. This is normal. It's common to everybody. And that means I know this. I don't hear everybody talking about it. Why? Because a lot of people have already overcome it. A lot of people have already had victory over it. So I can too. Not everybody's going, this temptation, and the whole world's going, we can't pass it. It says every temptation that has seized you is a temptation that's common to everybody that's born on this earth. Oh, wow, now look at this. Now we can't raise up and say, look how special I am. I've got some real temptation going on. Ooh, look at me. I've been tested more than anybody. Have pity for me. Now it don't work. Now when someone's telling you about stuff they're going through, you're going, that's common. And you're like going, no, don't say that because I'm being overcome by it. Not when you start looking at it correctly. See, you're, you're empowering something that shouldn't be powered. It should be something like, I've been overcome by something that's normal in life. I should not be overcome. It's common to people. I should not be overcome. I'm a child of God. And then all of a sudden you change how you view the pressure, whatever's coming against you. Are you guys hearing me? I'm telling you, this beginning thought process of knowing is going to help you win. It's going to help you win. And we want to win, amen? So he says, it is normal to everybody. In other words, don't make a big deal out of it. Yes, you've, in the position of where you're at, You've already fallen to the temptation. Are you guys hearing me? Okay, this isn't, this isn't, I'm in the midst of temptation. It could be, but not, not the one that's grabbing you and dragging you down in the dirt. In the midst of temptation, you know, it could be, you know, I, I'm not going to go back for another enchilada. Uh, you know, two times at the buffet is enough. In the midst of temptation, you're, you're, you're dealing with it. Amen? But I'm talking about the ones that are hurting you in a major way, that are devastating. So that's already happened. So you're living a life now based upon what already happened. You don't have a 24-7, seven days a week temptation going on. No one does. 
it's sin's pleasurable for a season thing. The temptation that you succumb to isn't something that's disgusting and hate. That's after the fact. Man, I'm speaking truth here. I need some help with you guys. I can hear them in live stream. They're going, you go, pastor. Come on now. Don't let them out, out, out yell you guys in here. Do you, guys, are we, do you guys understand what I'm saying? In other words, we need to have victory in this stuff so that when the temptation, and it will come, and it's common to everyone, you're not getting anything that no one's ever dealt with. It's common to be able to handle the temptation. What does that mean? You're going to handle the feeling. You're going to handle the senses. In other words, the experience of the temptation is something that tempts you. Jesus was tempted in all points that were tempted. Tempted in the body, tempted in the soul, tempted in the senses. He was tempted. We have a difficulty in there because we lose. So our definition of temptation is we lost. But if you can think of a temptation you had victory over, then you can sit there and go, oh, I know what he's talking about. I, I, the temptation, I overcame it. I, I didn't allow it to happen. I'm, I'm good. Well, that's few and far between, is it not? So when we hear Jesus was tempted, we're defining that statement in a losing position. You guys follow me? So when we hear it, it sounds nasty, does it not? I remember when I first heard that, I said, my Jesus wasn't tempted. That's the first thing that came in my head. Now I'm talking years and years ago, this happened. And when I heard this teaching, I heard someone teach this and I said, my Jesus didn't get tempted. And then the guy read the scripture. And I went, well, my bad. <laughs> I guess he was. It's a different Greek word for temptation. It has to be. <laughs> the point is, is the temptation was there, but he had the ability to have victory over it. Oh, I want the victory. I want that. I want that power. I want to win in that area. How many want to win against temptations, trials, and testings? I do. I want victory. All right, let's go. Let's go. So it says, no, you have never been overtaken except the, the temptation that's overtaking you is common. It, it happens to people. It's not a new thing. Watch this. But God is faithful. No, oh, but God, I love this because right now we're talking about a subject that, that is taking a lot of people down in their walk. It's causing effects in their marriage. It's causing effects in their jobs, effects with their children. This is what temptation, falling to temptation does. It affects life, does it not? Yes, it does. It affects life. It affects life. It affects life. It affects life. So now we go, but God is faithful. Well, I'm, I'm, my ears are perked up because right now God's about to show me something that he's faithful with. And God's always faithful, but he made it clear that this is important to say right now. God is faithful who will not allow you. What? I love this scripture just in 
those words all by themselves. What has impacted me the greatest about that scripture in a way that I've never seen it before is when I became a papa. And when I saw that scripture, I related to that scripture to my son. And I am faithful and I will not allow. And I thought, man, that's powerful because when I feel that way, I'm faithful to my child and I will not allow. How many, how many parents have, have made that comment or thought those thoughts? You can be a husband. I mean, you can be a father or a mother. How many of you in your heart go, I will not allow that to happen. I will not allow that. Are you guys listening to me? Okay, so in that feeling, now think of God saying it. In your feeling, in an amplified way, and God says, I'm faithful and I will not allow you to be tempted. I will not allow you to be tested. I will not allow you to be tried beyond. Everybody say beyond. Okay, so there's the key. Because we're, we're going, well, then why am I, have, what's happening? Why is it? Because see, we're in the world. This world is nasty. We serve a good God, but there's a bad devil here. There's a cursed world. And there's dumb people. Right? Those, I mean, those are things we deal with. Oh, you know, if you walk out there today, you know there's dumb people. Amen? There's dumb people out there. Right? Okay, don't look at me all religiously. He just said dumb people. I, was I talking to you? Did I look at you and say dumb person? Don't make me go that way. All right. I'll have to do it to me first. Let's move on. You guys hearing this? But God is faithful who will not allow you. He won't let it happen. He's not going to permit it. Listen, listen, listen. Don't read into this. Listen. Because what we do is a lot of times hearing stuff like this, we convince ourselves that that isn't a true statement. Be and we go, because this happened. No, 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 no. God is true. He does not lie. People lie. People lie to themselves and people lie to others. God never lies. He can't lie. He's God. Are you with me? All right, so let's follow it. This is good stuff. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. He'll not allow you to be tempted beyond, in other words, something that's in abundance or exceeds beyond what you are able. Everybody say able. You know what the Greek word for able is? Dunamis. It's power. All right, let's, let's, let's back up just a tiny bit. God will not allow me, Daniel, to be tempted beyond the power that's in me. So the power, now I, I, I'm, I'm a, I can consider myself a wise guy, not a wise guy in the negative, but a wise person, positive. I don't believe everybody in here 
has the same power as everybody else. Everybody's equal with power. Well, then what creates different levels of power? Do you believe God gave you weaker power than me? I don't. Well, then there's something that needs to be looked at because we're not all at the same position. That means every temptation we had is at the same equal value as one another. That's not true, is it? Do you believe? Now, come on. We got parents in here. Do I have any parents in here? Okay. And not only that, but you were here once. Does a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old have the same temptation as a 28-year-old? I mean, as the same level or as a 38-year-old or as a 40, I don't know, I'm using AIDS, but whatever. Do they, are they the same exact? No, they're different in how the temptation and the pressure of that temptation. A 12-year-old can have the same temptation, but they don't have things that can aggravate it or amplify it. See, I can, I have a temptation. I also have responsibility. A child doesn't, can have a temptation with no responsibility. Are you guys hearing me? All right. So those are things we look at. Now we go like this. Okay. And, and this is, the reason why I'm doing this is I want you to get this. And I don't, just don't want to read the Bible. I want us to know the Bible. And knowing the Bible is next time, I, I promise you, you're going to read this with a whole different light, understanding. You will be illuminated in Scripture. And I promise you, because of what you're hearing now, Monday morning, you'll be able to think about this stuff and put it into realistic work rather than reading this. And this is what God intended. All right. All right, let's do it. He says, God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are powered, your strength and ability. Okay, what is, what's this? Knowledge. Your empowerment is tied to your knowledge. That knowledge, as it grows, as your understanding grows, your empowerment grows. Is this not true? Is this not true? You go to the job, first day and never been there before. What do you have lack of? Knowledge. And are you timid? Are you in a more uncomfortable state? And then after a year, what happens? You show up late and stuff. You're like, oh, whatever. Hey, everybody. What took place? Knowledge. Knowledge. You have an understanding. The understanding has empowered you. You're not timid. You're not, you know, you're, you're operating a whole different level. First day of school, first day, everything. Is, is you're, you're not in that position of strength. After a period of time, what happens? You're, you're more strengthened. That first everything. Are we hearing me? Okay. So what we're doing is we're seeing that the empower, God's given me dunamis. I have power in me, but that power's ability is tied to Knowledge. So my temptation could be different than yours because of my knowledge. Now do you guys get it? So that's why we don't have the same temptation, though it's the same type of temptation, because it's common to man. It's common to everyone. So a porn temptation, a food temptation, a uh, uh, chemical temptation, whatever, God's looking at you and saying, this is not a temptation you're going to experience because you don't have the ability to fight it. Please hear what I'm saying because all I'm telling you, I'm trying to get this to you. 
is that God is saying in this word that any temptation that is attacking you, believe it or not, you have the power to overcome it. Just pay attention to what his word is saying. He's telling us in this scripture that, see, we bounce around these scriptures because of oh, temptation and it's coming and, 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 and I've been seized by it. And we don't look at what the word's saying. And I'm telling you, the word of God's freeing you without us even understanding it because we have a losing mentality. We read with the loss mindset. Not the winning, the lost mindset. Why? Because it's so clear. We've lost. We succumb. I failed. And now reading the scripture, what is in your eyesight? Failure. Loss. No victory. Oh God, I'll never do it again. Please forgive me. And you're trying to read the scripture. It ain't going to work. Not going to work. All that mess, you guys have done. All that mess I have done, whatever we have done in our past. If it is not overcome, it's going to affect your today, which will affect your future. And nobody has a nasty past more than Paul. And he has the greatest understanding of God and his word than anyone. And he has the most nasty past. Literally, innocent Christians were killed, murdered with his approval. It wouldn't happen unless he approved of it. We're not talking about one or two. We don't know how many. He was at a level of Phariseeism that was at above all. In other words, the highest level of religion in his life. And he's out killing Christians. Now think about that. And then all of a sudden, God calls you to the ministry. <laughs> and you got a problem with God calling you. You don't know my past. Well, you've been killing Christians? I mean, because I mean, that's, that's the level of difficulty that I'll say you can't serve God. You've been killing Christians. But see, this is the problem. This is how the enemy has robbed many people. And, and follow my train of thought. Rob many people, not quote from ministry, rob many people from destiny. Because ministry is a journey in your destiny. Because God's called all to the ministry of reconciliation. Everybody's called to ministry. Everybody. We just like titles on ministry. Otherwise, we don't feel it's important. If you got a title, forget your title. Be in the ministry. Reconcile people to God's love. Because when you're hearing this stuff, you're turned on. You have the ability to go, no, you don't know how much he loves you. I can tell you about temptations right now, how to be free from them. That's what I want from everybody in here. I don't want you to go out there and go, yeah, but you got to listen to my pastor. You got to hear. Well, you can say that, but you know what I'm saying? But I, want, I mean, that's good that you're saying that. But I don't want it to be because he knows and I don't. How about that? I want you guys all to know this stuff. I want you to walk empowered with this information. Because if you don't, you're going to get religionized and religious people are offended, sinful people. 
They are. They're forever bound. You need to be free. All right, now watch this. God will never allow you to be tempted when what your power's ability to overcome. Okay, so that means I'm in temptation. I'm in it. I'm in the trial. I'm, in the, I'm right in the midst of this pressure. Okay, so now it's not this anymore. Now it's I'm getting in it and I'm right in the midst of it. Failure or victory. I'm in, I'm in it, in it, it smell it, I can see it. it. It's right there, right? Okay, we're right in the thick of things. But with the temptation, he will also make the way of escape. That you may be able, there it is, empowered, that you may be able to bear it. Huh? Wait a minute. I heard God opens the door and you can run out and never have a problem again. Don't you guys remember teachings like that? People going, yeah, God makes a way of escape. And when you're tempted, he'll open the door, run through the door, run away. Oh, does it say that? The Greek? Does it really say that? Well, most of you that have been here, you know it doesn't say that. It says something that I believe is so important to see and it strengthens not only my life, it strengthens my family, it strengthens my kids. It strengthens people because the pressure and the power of temptation is real. But how do you overcome something forever? The key, how do you overcome something forever? To be taught how to. See, if the temptation, I can be delivered and run from it, I shouldn't have it ever again because I've been delivered. God made a way, I ran from it, and now I have to do is live that way. But it didn't work that way because the temptation is going to come back. So what do we got? We got this. Ready? He says, but with the temptation, everybody say with the temptation. He will also make, this word is poeo, which means to create something. He's going to create something. He's going to produce. He's going to provide. Pueo. With the temptation, he's going to create or produce the way of an escape. And this Greek word is ekbasis, and it literally means exit or walk out. Exit or walk out. Now you think, well, wait a minute, you're just saying he's going to let you get out, run out. No, no. I said, exit and walk out now. God is going to create an exit point. And watch what he says. That you may be able, empowered, to bear it. What? Bear it, hoop afero, which is the ability to handle any type of pressure. The ability to handle, the ability to stand with any type of pressure. Now think about this. This is showing me this. The temptation comes, I'm focused on God's word. 
God's word is my focus because I've been enlightened. I have the word of God. I've dealt with the temptation. I've failed with the temptation. And now I'm in a position where that temptation comes again because you all know it keeps coming. When you lose, it's going to come again and again and again and again. It doesn't go, okay, I won. We'll stop. No, it continues. It continues. And everybody also understands temptations start small and grow. There's no such thing as a temptation that stays the same temptation. It will always grow, always. That piece of cherry pie, it don't stop there. It won't stop there. A, a temptation that I've been just, I, I recently saw, I gotta stop this, is I, chips. Chips are from the devil in my life. Now, not the, like Lay's, they're, they're not an issue. Because you can, it, I mean, the advertising, you, can, you can't just eat one, so I'm good on that. No, the point is, is there's certain chips that, you know, I, I love, but they have stuff all over them. And it always makes my stomach feel gross. But in my mouth, it's like going, oh, this is so good. And it's usually because the girls brought nacho cheese, Doritos, or they bring nasty stuff, you know. <laughs> Non-organic, filled with, you know, homogenized, whatever. So I'll partake of it. But see, if it's in my house, I'm telling you, I'm just being real. I'll eat the whole stinking bag. I don't know how to stop with that stuff. It is it's so embarrassing. It is. Sometimes I'm sitting there going, and then I realize, look what you're doing. I'm thinking, it's so good. And then I feel terrible here. I mean, it's like, don't do this. Don't. You know what it feels like. See, this is the sin is pleasurable. It's, it, it, you know the negative effect. I, because I worked in youth ministry for years with college-age people, I had to deal, even, I'm a pastor, of course. I've had to deal with guys in pornography for years. And I've helped set free so many people. But Everybody that has issues with pornography, even if you're, you know, I know there are people in here today. You're dealing with something you already know that had a beginning, and that beginning doesn't look the same now. You never will be satisfied at what you started with. Pornography, it, 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 it creates a chemical in your brain. And that chemical literally will take you away from the ability to have natural experience that real life, natural experience, because your body gets affected by so much dopamine that it literally says, I gotta, we got to chill with this stuff. I mean, your body is created to bring health to you. And so it starts going, we got to chill with this stuff to where you're trying to do in the natural, which God gave us this to experience joy, experience this, this, this fun in life the right way, to where it's robbed because of this fantasy that's happening up in our minds, through our eyes. That's why Jesus said, if you look at a woman to lust after, you've already committed adultery. You read that and you're going, what is he? How, that's crazy. By looking at a woman and lust after, it's adultery. It's not adultery. Now, I'm saying this facetiously, but it's what people do. Think about it. Because that statement... It's almost like, how could that be? 
But if you look at today's age, that statement is so real in what it's doing to people. It's amazing. When you take God's word in a, in a position more of, this is bringing revelation to help me. It, that's all it is. God never wants us living in bondage. Never. And there's people in here, you're under bondage of porn. I don't know why. That's just, there's, I've said porn a lot of times, and that's because Holy Spirit's sharing something. So just here, don't get condemned. Don't get guilty. Hear the word and allow the word to set you free. Because what it does is, again, it goes from here into scary land. That drink of alcohol goes from here to scary land. Everything negative for your body has a beginning point that's small, the first puff, and then it goes to scary land. Is, am I telling the truth or not? Everything. The little drug never stops at the little drug. Never. It doesn't work that way. Your flesh is one nasty thing. I'm telling you, the nature of your flesh is nasty. And it'll eat not only that slice of pie, it'll eat the whole pie and it'll ask for more. So we want to win, do we not? I want everybody in here walking in victory, free from anything that's creating a bondage in your life. And I know, every, I know people want it. I've helped many people, many, many, many people. And when men follow my advice, they are totally, completely set free. If they follow it. If they don't, they won't. But I guarantee you, it always, always freedom as far as they're being truthful, but most I believe are. So what do we do? We, we starve it with knowledge first. The, starving it for the sake of starving, starving it doesn't bring success. You can't. I want knowledge. If I know what that pie is doing to my stomach, doing to my body in a, in a scientific way, that brings more information to me. We're like going, ooh, I want to live long. I want to prosper. But looking at it in an elementary view, it's easy to get overcome, right? All right. Hopefully you're getting this. Hopefully. It's just this stuff gets me where I'm trying to get you to see what's close to home in my life and how I've been able to look at things in a light that makes me want people free. Because I don't want anybody dying because of, of, of bad eating, dieting because you're not exercising, dieting, I mean, uh, dying because you don't take care of your body, dying because you're chemical, you know, dependent. I don't, I don't want people dying other than it's you sleeping, you go to heaven because you served out your time serving Jesus. That's all. And hopefully it's 120, whatever. Uh, and powerful 120. All right. But that's what I want for us. I want us to have the ability to overcome the little small things. I just told you about chips. Come on. So you might be thinking, well, that's not as big a deal as what you were just talking about. If, if it's a temptation, I'm not winning. It's a big deal. It starts small. Pretty soon it's going to be two bags. No, I got victory over it. I needed this message. And it's something that, listen, I've, I've been doing this for years. 
it just happened just a couple times. It just started on me. And then I realized this is nasty. Fourth of July, you know, Fourth of July is hot dogs, hamburgers, soda, chips, dip, things I don't usually guzzle down on. And man, I hit it hard. I fell off the wagon. <laughs> and then I felt it. And, and, and the body's like going, ah, uh, that wasn't that bad. Do it again, because there's some in there. From 4th of July. That nasty poison stuff still in my, it's not there anymore, I don't think. Did I eat it all? <laughs> then we got a lazy guy working here. He's tempting us all. Here, free, here. <laughs> I'm just saying that we have to have victory over this stuff. God said this. He said, anything that comes your way, know this. All right, let's, let's look at the, these know this. this. Of course, this is part one. I'm going to go in depth with all this stuff. We're going to, this, this is where I'll get to. I'm going to get to the ability to know who the tempter, the tempters are two major key areas. It's the enemy, the devil, and then it's us. I'm going to break it all down. And then I'm going to break down. I'm going to show you how to overcome every, every situation in what I teach. Okay. Everything you're going to, you're going to have all the necessary information empowerment. You're going to win, but it's going to be parts. Okay. So hang in there until next Sunday. All right. But anyway, here we go. What to do right now. Uh, 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 let me see. When you're being tempted, know this. From 1 Corinthians 10, 13, when you're being tempted, know this. Number one, not from God. It's not from God. Temptation, I'm getting a temptation, not from God. So right now, this ain't a God. The God thing is religiously, well, I have nothing to do with it. It's from God. Well, you know, God's doing this. God's just testing me. God, no, it isn't. It's not from God, okay? Number two, common, it's normal. And anything that's common and normal has been overcome. So there's nothing out there that is only something you're dealing with and no one has ever had this before. In other words, common to man, common to people, common. So now you don't empower that thing. You look at it and go, nah, you've been, people have beat you. People have overcome you. And so will I. I will win too. Number three, God is faithful. Nothing that comes your way is something that you can't overcome. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. So that means everything that you feel like, how can I and how will I overcome this? And it's so powerful in my life. Nothing that you're dealing with right now. Listen, nothing. It's too powerful for you right now. Because God said, I won't allow. I'm not going to allow it. I'm, I'm, I'll put the stop to something that comes over you and you had no ability. So that means you can win. All right? Number four, he already created a way for you to handle the issue and to get away from it but with the understanding of victory. What do I mean by that? I mean, every temptation 
according to God is this. I am tempted, but now because of knowledge of God's word, I'm able to go, Lord, okay, I'm, in, I'm, I'm being tempted, but now I have the strength and empowerment before I enter into temptation, before I do what I usually causes failure, I go, Lord, I believe your word. And all of a sudden, now, because everything here, it's all here, people, every temptation, it's right here. Lord, I believe your word. And I have the ability to overcome, but you're making a way to escape for me. So all of a sudden, because of your faith, your belief, peace this, your belief in God, your belief, your faith, all of a sudden, you have a way of escape. It comes, it comes to you. Shut it off, turn off, walk away, do this. All of a sudden, things start happening. You start entering into this overcoming ability because dunamis, ability, is already in you. The knowledge triggers it. Now, he says, and in the midst of it, the escape, I will what? I will give you the ability to bear it up. In other words, he's saying the knowledge and information of your victory right now is strengthening you to be able to handle these pressures that come. So me going through this first process, the temptation comes again, and it's not as difficult as the first. And then the third comes, temptation is going to keep pressing. It's going to find out, will you, do you? Now, I, because it is more than one part, I'm talking about things that you don't know about yet. And, and it, it's, I can really screw it up. So I got to watch myself. All right, let's move on. <laughs> You'll get clarity next Sunday. Number five, don't stick around the atmosphere of the temptation. That's a first common sense move. What I believe that, and again, I'm talking about the ones, I'm not talking about the temptation of the pie, though that can be big. I'm talking about one that we don't like to talk about. All right? Accountability is the key. So the key is the quicker you can get accountability, the quicker you can overcome. Whatever temptation is, accountability is the key. Accountability. Accountability can be any, accountability can open up the window wide. Accountability can be a lot of different things. Accountability can be getting, running, get, get by someone. Accountability, accountability, it's a key, all right? But you need to understand that once you're experiencing temptation, you have the knowledge to overcome it, it's time to get out of it. But in the getting out of it, you've got to realize it's tied to the knowledge you're having to overcome. It's all this stuff you're hearing, you're putting it to use. Oh my gosh, this is so good. This takes you to a whole different level of your walk. Number six, God will always direct you to win. Always. He will always give you the instruction to win over it. There's nothing good about it. If there was something good about it, God would have said, I need to use this in your life because it'll make you stronger. And I can tell you right now, I don't know anyone, anyone at all 
that succumbs to temptation that's strong. I'm not strong if I'm sitting there sucking down chips when I know they're not good for me. I'm not strong. I'm weak in that area. So I have to become strong. And believe me, I've, I've overcome it. Just to let you know, I'm not going to run home and look for the chips. I know they're not there now, but because I know, I already convinced myself. So I'm good. And I'll take it to that level with whatever I need to. But I'm not going to succumb. I'm not going to get in the position of what? Going through the woe is me for a good feeling for a period of time. I want victory. I want the victory. I want to be, I want to go from here of pressure to here victory with no in-between. And that's where I want all of us to go. Father, we thank you for your word. And the enlightenment of scripture is what we want. We want to know. We want to know the word so that Monday morning we wake up, we have empowerment from the information. We see differently, we hear differently, we think differently because of God's word being illuminated into our spirit and our minds. And so, Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the truth of the word of God. And our expectation already is victory. We believe that we have the power to overcome because you said so. And every time we get in a position, a predicament in the beginning, we already know we have the ability to overcome. And you're there to help us. Thank you, Father, for never giving up on us, never quitting on us and always being there for us. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. You know, Paul was talking about to churches. He was saying, listen, I've been, I've been attacked. I've been, I've been beat. I've been hurt. But I've been able to endure everything. And then he says this, and Jesus always came and led me out. He said, I have the ability to overcome things but Jesus always leads me out. Is that amazing? So when you even are in a position of overcoming, know that Jesus is always there with you and he's there to lead you out. How beautiful is that? We got a good savior, do we not? Have a great Sunday. Love you guys. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.